0: Is a Bramble Jam podcast. Hi, I'm Bran. I'm just over here loving Hallmark movies. Hey, I'm Panda. You know what? I'm just over here
1: liking Hallmark oh, movies. I'm Dan. I'm over here despising Hallmark movies. Oh. You know what? I'm Ben Ayers, and I am over here in some Hallmark <laughs> movies, and I've probably been made fun of by you guys. Oh, oh, wow. Wow. This <laughs> is <laughs> the <to> Hallmark
0: podcast. <laughs>
2: b would never. We would no. never make fun of you.
1: No. Well, then I don't want to be on here. I'm <laughs> here to let's have some fun being made fun of. You know, I right?
0: will say we will never make fun of you in Cranberry Christmas. Anything no, before. Right. Yeah, yeah, Anything
2: yeah. before that. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> you, listen to the Cranberry Christmas episode. Don't listen to the Blue Blue Ridge Mountain Christmas uh, episode.
1: Okay. I will. I will. I'll tell you that I have heard the Cranberry Christmas and I have not heard there you the Blue oh, Ridge. There you let's, let's keep go. it like let's that. Keep, <laughs> I think that that's, let's to do that. Let's do. <laughs> do, that. do you guys Give me a quick, a quick Coles notes. I'd like to hear it, because I'm gonna go back, so no. Well, here's the problem
2: is, is we've done a gajillion since then, and we had to watch that. That movie was set up for failure, I'm gonna be honest, Ben. First of all, we're from near the Blue Ridge Mountains, and we were a little bit appalled that it didn't look like the Blue Ridge Mountains at all. But second, uh, we had to watch it in the hotel room of a courtyard Marriott in the morning before we checked out, because we were so busy, and we had to record, like we were behind schedule, that we were like, I guess we gotta go watch this movie. What's the movie, Blue Ridge Mountain? And so like we were kind of... Uh, set against it before it started.
1: Um, well, that's actually interesting because we made it to be watched in the courtyard of Marriott. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's even worse than we thought. Is that what you're yeah, right? if it didn't no, quite the, ring true. The problem was we didn't watch it in the courtyard. We watched in right. our room, yeah, and that's it, on that's us. us. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, we they had this great courtyard. The <laughs> now there are supposed to be distractions yeah. and yeah, things yeah. Happening yeah. around you. Yeah.
0: It is true. You know, I I do often say like the the best way to watch homework movies is like folding laundry. That's like right. It's the eye. Ideal way to watch these movies is perfect. That's
1: right. As That's right. And then get sucked in for the last little kiss. That's exactly right. It. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You
0: get sucked in the first 20 minutes and yep. then you can fold your clothes and then you're there for the kiss. And then you have a life decision to make. Do I start another one? And it's just the whole thing.
1: You yeah. know it. Yeah. You get it. I, I know the thing. I mean, I don't know if I'm here to defend that movie or talk about that movie much, but uh, I would love to say this. Have you guys been to the TCA's? Have you guys been down to the t- No, there? we no. don't get that invite, we we in yeah. Okay. Well, I got to make sure that happens because those are fun parties. And um, I've known Rachel Lee Cook for a long time, and we were there. And she came up. She goes, hey, I think we're going to be doing this movie together. And I was like, oh, that sounds great. And uh, it sort of happened at that party. And then we kind of did this deal and then all of a sudden a few weeks later we got a script and then a whole new script came the day before we started filming. Oh. So it was not called a Blue Ridge Mountain Christmas, it was called a Christmas Bride. And it changed about one no, I guess, oh yeah, about a hundred percent.
2: Wow. So
1: it was
0: Yeah. Hey, which, be honest, which script was better, the one that you had initially
1: or the one that they The did? Yeah, the the initial one was was really fun. Uh, It just sort of, there wasn't a lot of conflict, as you know, in in, in the one that you watched. Get out of here. But the conflict you
0: ended up with, Ben, was that you don't don't want to throw a wedding in a barn. Yeah.
1: Right. But (laughs) will they or won't they sell the barn? I can't wait to see what's going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. That is unreal. But it makes perfect sense. I got to be honest. And in
2: this year, you you uh were in Cranberry Christmas Rachel Lee Cook was in Cross Country Christmas two of our faves around here yeah. this year two faves um so got. both of those i think landed Crush in most it. of our top 10s uh, yeah. so they, they uh you know that much better, much improved for both of you over last year. in In the eyes of Deck the Homework, which I know is very important to you, it's
1: it what's, is very important. To me. That's what you hang your hat on. <laughs> yeah,
0: um, yeah. Let's uh, Let's go back to the beginning before movies uh, not existed, but <laughs> existed, existed for you. <laughs> okay. uh, you're not that old. No. Uh, movies, you know, they were uh, talkies just came out. Uh, movies uh, for you. When did you first get interested growing up in in movies and acting? And uh, were Were you in uh, theater? Was it something that you uh, jumped in and immediately or was it a slow slow burn for you and where'd
1: you grow up to oh to yeah start yeah, yeah, there yeah. yeah uh well i grew up in kamloops british columbia canada which is a small town on the west coast of canada and uh my mom was uh, an rn of nursing home my father was a train engineer which i believe you guys called choo-choo train drivers <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. at a very early age i remember just saying like mom i think i really want to be an actor and uh we bought tickets the next day and flew to LA and I auditioned for a Hollywood movie that I booked about a boy, a very courageous young boy who helps an alien get back to his planet. Um, it's called E.T. Uh-huh. It right well. <laughs> but honestly, that, those types of movies as a kid, you know, I mean, totally <laughs> influenced the path. But from where I lived, I had no idea how you ended up there. There was no possible way to get there. Uh, and you know, I played sports. I was good at all sports and I was pretty good in school. Uh, I did the drama class and, uh, you know, it's interesting when you look back and try to figure out how you got to where you are now. And I, I'm not really one to meditate, but I've started lately trying to figure out some stuff in my life. And, um, one of the things is I realized there are opportunities that present themselves throughout our life and you have to kind of say yes or no to those and forks and roads and such And there were some major things that happened in my life that uh, I now can look back at and go like, oh, I made that right choice that was sort of nudging me this way. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, one of them was when I was probably 10 years old. You guys know Martin Sheen and Charlie Sheen. They came to Kamloops to shoot a movie called Cadence. Remember that? Mm -hmm. I remember them. I don't know if I've ever heard of Cadence. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I don't know if it did well. But it was shot, and they shot it near where I lived, like just down the street. They shot a couple big scenes there. And I had never, you know, again, seen uh, a Hollywood movie being filmed or anything like that. and. My mom's friends knew Martin because he was living, coming at somewhere near them. So for the day, we got to go hang out and watch them. And I wanted to kind of maybe get me Charlie Sheen and Martin Sheen and stuff. And my mom's like, well, if we're going to go there, we should probably, you know, bring something. You can get an autograph. I was like, oh okay, I guess that's what you do. Like, I have no idea. Like, we'll just go and talk to them. I just want to see how the whole thing kind of gets done. And we see a stunt, somebody falls out of a window and we see, you know, the big cameras. And it it was a lot for me to see as a kid, Uh, again, just down the street from where I lived. And uh, I remember we had to wait for a while. And at some point we got to go into, they were shooting it at the local pub. So, They cleared everything out. Obviously, they were like waiting to shoot or they're having lunch or something like that. And we got to go in and talk to Martin Sheen. I didn't really know who he was. I really wanted to talk to Charlie. Charlie was smoking cigarettes and pacing around. I didn't want to talk to these kids. So (laughs) so I didn't get to talk to him. But we walked in and I didn't know what atmosphere was. But an atmosphere in a movie, they'll like pump this fog like stuff inside of a setting. Right. So I walk into this bar, super foggy. Charlie's in the corner smoking this cigarette and this light on him. And he kind of looks up at us. And we walk up and I say, hi, uh, we just live around here. I'm kind of cool you're filming this movie. And he's like, oh, okay, thanks for coming out. Not really that friendly, but nice enough to kind of talk to us. And he says, I see you brought something for me to sign. And I said, "Uh, yeah, Uh, my mom printed this photo and I kind of gave it to him and and, and a pen. And he goes, okay, great. And he looks at it and he goes, is this you? (laughs) I said yeah that's a that's a photo of me (laughs) and he said Playing the saxophone? <laughs> <laughs> and I had no idea what he was getting at. And I I didn't know you're supposed to bring a photo of the person of them. My mom didn't know. She thought, here's Ben doing something artistic. Yeah. Let's print it and get Martin to sign it. That's right.
2: Yeah. Man, <laughs> how well, did, did you it?
1: ever make it into, into the business? <laughs> wow. He said, you should be in the movies, kid. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Wow. And I remember that as being my first experience of it. It. And uh, and no, he was awesome. I still have that photo, which is hilarious. Um, That's great. <laughs> is it framed in your house? I think the
2: best part is is somehow your mom went down the rabbit hole of she needs something to sign. It may, should be a picture. It should be a picture of my own son. Yeah. It should be a picture of him doing
1: something, doing uh, something artistic. That, that, that was you- her thing. That was her defense. <laughs> but it's you doing something artistic like he does. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Playing the sax. You got that sweet, sweet, sweet sax. That's right, yeah, you got the sweet sax. Is. And I got the
1: photo of you playing it. So let's yeah. go give it to him for him to sign oh, in and eight man. by ten. Hey, you still, uh, you still play the sax? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Great. I do not. I didn't no. even really play it much then. <laughs> uh, but you got the picture, and
0: that's
2: really all that counts. But I sure.
1: Listen, it's cool. I, I, I bet he tells the story all the time. Um, so <laughs> there's this guy. Did you, got, did you
2: like act in any plays in high school or anything? Like, I did.
1: You- yeah, I did. I did all the plays. I did. Uh, you know, I really liked. I really liked theater, and uh, I went to university for a bit for it. But uh, for me, I, I really wanted to travel. I, I got into uh, a bit of an accident that put me into a coma for a very short period of time. Oh, wow! What? And okay, that coma affected my memories for a while afterwards. Wow! And uh, hence
2: I was, the ET thing. Hence the ET <laughs> thing. As you know, I was the lead of ET.
1: Um, so I uh, I ended up after coming out of that wanting to get out of Camelops as quick as possible, mm. and and I traveled for a long time, and I went through. Australia, Thailand, Malaysia, Indonesia, and uh, and then would come back. and I was working on a golf course. Actually, my plan was to possibly become a, a golf course superintendent, which is kind of what I was thinking I was going to do. And while traveling, decided that um, you know you only live once, and it was kind of the one thing that I, I did really enjoy doing. And and I think by broadening, you know, getting out of the small town and talking to some people, I ended up cleaning olivia newton john's pool in australia getting to know her a bit um (laughs) you were olivia newton john's John's pool pool boy boy, so that happened (laughs) how Um, did
2: you not lead with that i don't
1: know man there's lots of weird stuff i even had this time i remember walking down the street in bangkok and i used to get mistaken for billy zane a lot and i was walking down the street And, and it was super busy and all these people started looking at me and kind of, and I could hear like, Titanic, Titanic. (laughs) And I'm walking along and I'm like, okay, Titanic, Titanic. And then the swarms just got like quite, and I was like, I mean, I don't look that much like him. Like, this is insane. They really think I'm him. And I walked over and I remember I was with some friends and I went to grab a couple beers and, um. I buy these beer, and there's all of a sudden all of these people staring and yelling Titanic at me, and then there's <laughs> and then and I turn to and I and I kind of do the smile and I turn to leave. And I hit shoulders with this guy, and I was like, dude. And I turned to look, and it's Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> oh, who was just behind me the whole time as I'm walking. And I think all of this awesome energy is coming oh, to me. <laughs> like, if ever, mistaken identity. And man. you're I'm like, awesome hey, author. can you sign this picture of me playing? <laughs> saxophone. Saxophone.
0: You take that picture everywhere you
1: go. <laughs> everywhere,
2: I've got everybody's
1: signature it. it's amazing. That's amazing. Right. It's what an amazing piece I of I love life.
2: it. Man, you really did it with those two, wow. So when you're, you're traveling around and then you decide YOLO, I'm going to give this acting thing a shot. Do you just go hire an agent? Do you take some classes? What'd you do?
1: Yeah. So, so then I, it just so happened when I came back to Kamloops, there was this guy who came from Vancouver who was going to teach some film and television classes. So I was like, I'm going to see what that's all about. And after literally the first class, he just pulled me aside and said, Hey, like, is this something you're considering? And I said, I mean, I'm going to consider it. And it's, considered continue taking the classes. And he said, you know, I think you could actually have a career in this. You just, you're very good at it. And uh, if you want, I can help you get an agent in Vancouver. I was like an agent in Vancouver. Wow. Okay. Let's, let's try it. And, uh, and I would, I went down, got an agent and I would start auditioning for commercials from camels which was a four hour drive each way. Ugh. Oh, So I would drive down and audition for like an XL gum commercial <laughs> And I can remember that, too. I can remember they tell you how to hold gum and put gum into your mouth on those commercials. So you have to hold it a certain way, grab it with your teeth, and then your lips, and then pull it into your mouth, and then do the smile. So I go, do the thing, and I'm like, hey, great, thanks, get back in the car four hours home. Oh, my gosh. And I did that for... A summer while I was still working on a golf course, and then and then uh, booked a commercial that did quite well. And I was like, okay, I think I'm supposed to be in Vancouver. And then I moved to Vancouver. And then what commercial? That. What commercial was it? It, it was uh, Mitsubishi Montero. Yeah, the name of the yeah, oh, I know Sport. that one. Yeah, I know yeah. that one. You guys, I'm sure you've seen know it all, all the time because yeah. <laughs> you got the poster in your with yeah. the signature. Oh, so yeah, good. Yeah, man. yeah. 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 yeah, yeah right. right. What you
2: do in the commercial? Were you like, hey, this Montero Sports is awesome or what you it was it,
1: it was uh four dudes at a car wash watching cars go through and then they all look up and admire the montero going yeah, through yeah yeah and they're like man that's a beautiful mitsubishi montero <laughs> and uh and then you hear a, a car honk and then another car is ready kind of a piece of crap and the one guy we think whose car it is has to get up and go over to the piece of crap uh. car. As he pined for the Montero classic car wash, bait and switch.
2: What you get to Vancouver, what did you book in Vancouver that made you think, okay, I'm going to make a living doing this. What was the thing you booked?
1: I'm still waiting for that. (laughs) Um, You know, I I mean, I was bartending a lot as well at the time going to classes and um, I wasn't even, you know, I probably planned on doing theater a lot, which I did a lot of indie theater at the time, but I think, I think the first thing that really made me go, like, you know, I can quit bartending. This is all I'm going to do was a series called J-Pod. And that was like my first series regular. And before that, I'd done like a recurring on Smallville. Um, you know, I, I booked uh, a small part on a big feature, uh, Fantastic Four, Silver Surfer, which mm-hmm. was a crazy experience. I remember the day I got there, the first day, I kind of like massive circus. So there, there's so many trailers. It was like a small town. And, uh, I go over to catering and then I go into craft services, get some food, and there was an acting teacher that I knew that was there, friends with the caterer, and she goes, Ben, that's so great, you're on this, congratulations, she goes, you know the trick and the secret about these big features, and I was like, no, what? She goes, get all the food you'll need, stay in your trailer, and they'll forget about you. I was like, they'll forget about me? What? And she was right. I would spend days in there, and they move so slowly. Like, I remember one time staying in my trailer for 14 hours. Oh, my gosh. And I came out at night, and they're like, Ben, are you still here? You can go. We don't need you today. (laughs) And I think for, like, the two scenes I did and the two actual days I played, I played for two days, and I was there for probably nine days. Wow. And it's good work so that's man my advice to that's good work there. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> right i can't
2: believe that movie uh, lost money i <laughs> 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 can't believe that movie was total crap <laughs> no, <it's>... <laughs> <laughs> um, hey <the> silver surfer <laughs> the second fantastic yeah, yeah. four movie silver surfer's awesome okay all right isn't yeah. doug Listen, it jones cool. a silver surfer I don't know. Maybe he is. I saw yeah, it in the theater. Was. I remember seeing the theater and just thinking, Ooh. that's Doug Jones. Yeah, I love Doug. We, Doug Jones is a friend of the show, Benjamin. He comes on all the time. Seriously. Awesome. Uh, true story. He loves um, Hallmark movies. He does. He should be in Hallmark he movies. He wants yeah, to I be. Know. He wants to be the dad that gives like the sage advice and stuff. So
1: why? I mean, can he not fly? He should be up in Vancouver <laughs> no, doing that. Can not make he's that all, happen? He's already somehow? in
2: Canada's filming Star Trek Discovery. Like he literally wants to do it and no one calls him back. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. yeah. Ben's like, I got to go. I got calls to make. <laughs> yeah, I- uh, so let me ask you this. You did, I'm sure you, you've been on, I mean, your, your IMDb, you know, Rolodex is just a who's who of, of TV shows we've all heard of before you got to, to, um, to Hallmark. Is there a particular, I ask this to every guest, and some people don't like that I ask it. The actors do great with it. Some people that listen are like, why are you making them bring up bad moments? I think it's fun. Is there a memorably bad audition? that you had like one that you remember just leaving going, boy, did I tank that? Like that was, they're not calling. They're not calling.
1: There are multiple. I mean, (laughs) they happen all the time. They still happen. But I I remember when they were casting this one in particular movie, this big, you know, nationwide worldwide search for a character. And there was a very specific note on the breakdown (laughs) that I did not want (laughs) to do oh no so I did what it said not to do and in the second scene it starts out and I'm having this conversation and in the conversation I slowly unbuttoning my shirt and underneath is my Superman t-shirt okay okay because it was for Superman. And they did not want to see anybody in the Superman guard, but I was like, I have a Superman t-shirt. And as I started doing it, she said, cut, Ben. I said, don't. And I just laughed and I was, and they, she didn't even let me do the scene. Uh, so that was my- Is this a true story? Yeah. Time out.
2: You just, ben, you, you you just trolled Superman <laughs> for no reason? You get an audition to play the Man of Steel. And the
1: one note is, don't wear anything Superman and you're like F it, I'm doing it anyway? I'm doing the Superman, I don't know because everybody wasn't going to so I was going to so that happened (laughs) Hey Ben, why do you think everyone wasn't going to? But you know what? What if that was the story? Let's see see who has (laughs) That's right That's right. What no, was, I like that. What was the yeah, mo- I, what Was it a movie? Man of Steel. Which, I, which
2: movie? Which Superman was it? Was it Man of uh, Steel? It's the,
1: it's the one they only did once. Okay, it Superman
2: was. Returns, Brian Singer.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, the so reason hard. I ask is because here, um,
2: Luke McFarlane, that McG story was for Superman. Yeah. He told a story about a Superman audition, too. So, like... I just, man, I didn't know if it was the same Superman. You guys oh, both okay. just crapped the audition. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I set myself up for failure. I love Maybe that you know they, know they didn't
2: even let you do it. That's fantastic. <laughs> this guy can't And then Brandon Routh got it, and he's only done one Hallmark movie, so the joke's on him.
1: That's right. He's <laughs> right. supposed great to be one. That. I remember with, uh, you guys know Mr. Ron Oliver, I'm sure. Oh, uh, yeah, you know. yeah, he's yeah. a dear friend of ours. I remember, uh, I remember having this audition. For him, he did an MOW well before like the Hallmark stuff that both him and I were doing them. And uh, I wanted to play the lead bad guy and I didn't want to play like the supporting guy. I was like, the bad guy is the role for me. So when my agent reached out and said like, this is the part they want you to read for, I was like, no, I want to read for the bad guy. And they're like, well, they don't want to see you for the bad guy. I was like, well, I don't want to audition for the other guy. The bad guy is the one I want to audition for. Was like, okay, fine. Well, we can say it. We'll see what they say. Uh, <laughs> Boy, your I, I agent know, had his hands full. <laughs> yeah. I realize now that those are probably the roles that I just went out on offer. But at the time, I was like, I just, the other role didn't interest me. I was like, if I'm going to go for it, let's just see. I, I've worked with Ron. I, this is the part I want to play. Okay, great. So I go out and audition for the bad guy. And uh, in the audition, Ron's like Ben. That was great. That's not the role you're going to get, though. So thanks for coming out. And you're going to play the other guy. And I just- <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like Ron. Yeah, too. that does. That sound sounds like Ron. exactly
2: what Ron would do. Yeah. That's great. That but was uh, great. You but know, maybe yeah. you could go out for the new, uh, like the new, uh, you know, Justice League, and maybe for a different character, yeah. and just don't wear the gear. I would. <laughs> I would suggest. No, that's always the wear the gear. I like that. Bit. No, I think that's, that's a, that's a bold That'd be move. My favorite uh, bad audition story ever. <laughs> Uh, you're going out for Superman. <laughs> I'm a little offended Superman. you don't have a Deck the Hallmark shirt on the up That's right. Is what it is.
1: You didn't send one. Yeah. Send, we'll you, send
2: one. You thought we'll the one. one note in the breakdown was winking at you. <laughs> <laughs> don't wear the garb. Except you,
1: Ben.
2: That's right. to you.
0: Ben, I got to know, acting, uh, you know, it just seems like such a, a difficult thing because you go to all these auditions and you never know what's going to happen and it, it is just, you, you, you do it and you hope for the best and you start booking things and it just seems so hard. Like, I I would give up. What is it about acting that for you is like, I, I love it, I have to keep doing this. This is worth the
1: thousand
0: no's for the one yes. Like, what is it about acting that works for you?
1: Well, it is the one yes. Yeah. Because, you know, it would actually be boring if you booked everything you went out for. And, um, you know, my one of my it's incredible how much stuff we do go out for. One of my favorite things, you know, like we're lucky when we get to a point where roles are offered to us quite often. We're auditioning and not too many people get offered everything. And, you know, in the Hallmark world, especially we're very lucky to get offered roles. And oftentimes you're always auditioning for everything you book. And, you know, a great question to most actors is what is it that drew you to the role? And it's like, oh, the material, and I really like the director and the thing. And usually it's because I booked it and <laughs> it's right. what I auditioned for. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's the truth. And, uh, you know, there might be things I, I'll pass on now, but pretty much everything I get the opportunity for now is just so inspiring and um, career changing. You know, you kind of get to early on, it did have that feeling too even the smallest of role booking it was a major victory i look back now onto you know the path that i had and if i know if i knew what i know now i don't you know i can't believe i stayed on it to be honest (laughs) um you know but now that i'm where i'm at every role is just um so fun to work on and every audition i just love to get and sink my teeth into um and the opportunities are just are just fantastic. So those those gets are what kind of keep you in, you know. It's it's, it's the lottery of that. And yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of there's so much luck involved, you know. Do yeah. you still get nervous before an audition? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, and, and I think that's you know, nervous is also uh, a negative way of saying excited, you know. But mm. um, it's an excitement, really. But it's that feeling inside, and it's you get that before, you know, even before this chatting with you guys. Like there's like a, yeah, well we're a big. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, we're a big deal, you know, because you guys are make or break. And, right. and, <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, we've want to broken a lot of That's careers. Right. That's right.
0: <laughs> if it's a bad interview, yeah. good luck. Uh, yeah. What's one? You know, hopefully, I imagine like all of us. Whenever there's something negative like a no that happens, there's a learning opportunity there. Is there one specific story or a no that uh, kind of changed the way that you think or you approach auditions or your work or anything like that? A no that has turned into a positive or a life-changing mentality for for you as a worker? You
1: mean somebody within the industry telling me no, which sure. has turned into something better? Yeah. Um. No. Good. What, what, is there a,
2: a role that we would know that you, like, a lot of actors we interview were like, I got three callbacks and I was in the last two for this role that, you know, was, you know, that, that lasted for years and years. And it was me and oh, this other man. person. Is yes. there one of those that just almost broke you where you were like, man, I thought for sure this was mine and I didn't get it.
1: Yeah. Those, those are really hard. It's amazing how hard they are in the moment. And then they, cause the thing is, we get so emotionally invested in it, you know. And I try to tell that to my agents too. Like they have multiple clients, so they just send people out. But then we get this emotionally invested in the role, and it's hard not to do. But you end up projecting what that role will lead to, what that experience will be like on set, and you sometimes can get ahead of yourself in the process. And that's something, you know, uh, I definitely try not to do, but can 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 happen. So when you lose out on a role that you're you've tested for or have kind of, you know, gone the distance and you think you're about to book and then you don't, or even worse is, you know, you negotiate a contract and you see how much you're going to get paid for six seasons times 26 episodes times the thing, you know, it's, it's a huge blow. And then, you know, a couple weeks later, it's like, it never happened. And, you know, that show, you know, you never hear from that show again, or it goes on to do well and you're happy for the person that got it. Uh, and it, they always hurt in the moment, and then moving on, it's it's kind of it's the thickening of the skin, and and it's the thinning of the herd too. You know, a lot of people, if it breaks you and you leave, then you know you don't get your plinko chip, you don't get to keep playing. Love it. Uh, we're gonna take a quick- plinko. You remember plinko? Oh, oh I love yeah. plinko oh, the, on the prices, right? On come the prices, right? That's that's what I'm saying. I honestly think that's what it's like. The career is like as an actor is you. You're either holding that, and you get to drop it down. And you don't know where it's going to land. You don't know what kind of you're going to be doing commercials, TV shows, movies, or what or yeah everyone always bartending. gets so
0: excited to play plinko i i yeah, it would not the be the game it would not be the game i'd want to play no. it, it is so it's just luck it's, it's just luck. It's luck. at least with like if i'm bidding if i'm like saying how much is this i can at least yeah prepare for that ahead of time give like me the this, yodeler. give me the yodeler yeah. oh all day long <laughs> love the yodeler we're gonna take a all quick right, break. break we'll come back we'll keep talking to ben um and talk more about hallmark here on deck the hallmark That was a great break. That, that was, was a great, great break. One of our best. That was so good. Yeah, that yeah. Was that so was good. good. We all needed it. I feel. Yeah, I think I, I we all did. I feel refreshed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, wet the whistle. Prices. Fun fact about prices. Right, going back to it, they have a touring uh, show. Yeah, and you were supposed to go, and I was supposed to. My wife bought me tickets a year ago for yeah. my birthday. And uh, it got pushed back to COVID. It has been pushed back three times now. Still no, yeah. a year later, uh, still uh, no price. I hear right. they
2: choose people based upon how they look, which means you are getting on yeah, the show. Let's showcase. go. You will. you will. There's no way around it. I don't know if they sure. get out new
0: cars on the touring yeah. show, but I like to think that they will. Uh, but if they're doing Plinko, I'm going to be like hard pass, guys. Yes, I'm so out. No, <laughs> no Plinko.
2: No plinko. No. I, I will say you likened the, your career, acting career to Plinko. And we've heard a ton of people say, We've never used the Plinko analogy, but versions of that, like, man, I'm really lucky to be where I am, or it's luck of the draw, it's luck of how I feel that day, or, you know, if I get, and we hear these stories, um, is, is there something about that, like, You've also booked a lot of things that people would have heard of. You've been on Psych and all these other TV shows that Smallville, all these TV shows that people have heard of. And so, is there something about being an actor that not only do you have thick skin, but it's also a hey for every one of these that I really wanted didn't get, I'm going to get one that I didn't know I wanted. Is 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 it just kind of like a karma situation where you're just like, yeah, you get some, you take some, whatever.
1: That's right. I think it totally is that. And, and and while there is a lot of luck involved, it's also the more you work, the more relationships you build and those relationships, you know, you continue to foster and, and they kind of call you back because ultimately they want to know you're a good person and, you know, you'll work with this. I continue to work with some of the same directors and producers and Hallmark, you know, which is like a classic studio system, which almost doesn't even exist anymore where they'll just keep putting people, yep. just keep pairing everybody up, you know, find the ones that they want to work with and bring some new ones in. But the ones that have worked, will continue to work over and over again mm-hmm. and do multiple movies a year with the same castmates, you know, and, and that's awesome.
2: Yeah. Do what, you, go, go well, I was going to say uh, of the, before we get to Hallmark mm-hmm. of the, of all of your acting jobs, of all your, let's just say of all the work work you did on television, on series, uh, where you were not a series regular. So, you know, guest in three episodes, five episodes, Mm. one episode. What uh, cast and crew felt the most like a family? And and I ask that because everybody says every cast and crew they work on is like a big family. They're the best cast and crew, blah, blah, blah. Which one stands out as actually the best cast and crew that felt like a family that you're like, man, I wish I was a regular on this. This is awesome.
1: Well... You know, you, you brought up Psych, so like I go back to Psych was a lot of fun to shoot. That cast and crew were laughing all the time, and they were. It was a really loose vibe. Um, and I just shot an episode of The Good Doctor, just uh, oh, okay mm-hmm. in December or end of November. And given you know the protocols on set and everybody in the masks and being tested multiple times weekly, I really enjoyed working on that show and uh, a really good cast. Um, very approachable. Everybody was was uh, very inclusive, and uh, and again, lots of very loose and lots of laughter. But just a game professionalism all around. Uh, nice. That was kind of the the, the last cool. recent you know great. Yeah, Jackson that's a David
2: Shore who did House, I believe.
1: Yeah. Right? And that's then right. that's yeah. Fr-
2: Freddie Highmore's show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, Fr- Freddie, Freddie.
1: Freddie's great.
0: Freddie is great. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Hallmark uh, and how you got there. Was it something you knew you wanted or something you didn't know you wanted that ended up working out for you?
1: Yeah, it just sort of worked out. I mean, I think um, I was aware of Hallmark because I've spent so many years in Vancouver. And then I moved to Toronto back in 2010. Um, and I came out here on a comedy series Um, we did a season and then uh, my wife was getting her master's in business from Queens university here. We bought a house, we got pregnant, um, middle of a renovation. The series got canceled. Uh, You know, it's like, Oh, everything was just like, it was so stressful. And I, and I auditioned for a hospital show that was shooting here that turned into five seasons and 85 episodes. And that show saving hope became, uh, you know, bit of an international th- hit and aired in the States. And, um, and that is what I think helps me get over to Hallmark. Um, cause I remember we were down in LA for pilot season and there was a call to shoot. It was called love by chance was the first one I shot. Mm. So it was like, an offer to come up and shoot a movie in Vancouver. And, uh, I hadn't worked with Hallmark before. Um, and I went and shot that with, uh, Brenda strong and Bo Garrett. And that was the first movie I did. And then it was great experience shot that, but I think it did well. And then, and then not long after that, uh, falling for Vermont with Julie Gonzalo, um, I shot that one and then that one did well. And then, uh, and then I got a call to, to do the Chronicle Mysteries with Ali Sweeney. So I had done two movies. Uh, and I remember there was a request for a couple of Christmas movies, but I was still shooting Saving Hope at the time. And I didn't know that there was a separate network. I didn't know what Hallmark Movies and Mysteries was. <laughs> I thought it was like, I was like, that's not Hallmark, but it is. Is it an online service? Right. Um, so I assumed it was just where the series existed, which I didn't know existed before then uh so then then we then we started shooting we've shot five of the chronicle mysteries and then uh last year was my first christmas i haven't done that many of the movies really outside of the you know still kind so like of relative four,
2: including cranberry christmas four christmas or four hallmark movies and then five and then mysteries. the chronicles yeah
1: yeah that's right and i kind of think of chronicles as more of a series yeah but- yeah what is uh
0: what's allison Sweeney like to work with because she seems super fun yeah she seems like she's oh, a she's
1: amazing she's i mean she's so good and you know and she also came up with the idea for this one Oh, cool. um so they're not from books you know she's a huge podcast fan uh, as am I, so, you know, it was it was a really good idea, a podcaster and a journalist cracking cold cases. And we would come up with ideas like at lunch. Like the last actually movie we shot was an idea we had come up with at lunch listening to a um, specific podcast, a mystery podcast at the time, and, uh, and kind of like, you know, added a couple other elements to it and, and, and made a movie out of that. Um, so I just love how involved she is. She very much wears an executive producer hat. Uh, is very a great writer fantastic actor and just a good energy to be around you know there's no no ego and likes to come to play. Do you
2: prefer getting to kind of build a... I mean, there's not a lot of character building in the Hallmark universe, uh, you know, like there would be on a TV show that has 26 episodes a season. But do you prefer a character arc from start to finish, like a a movie, 15 days, all in, all done, moving on? Or do you prefer that, you know, five five of these feature-length episodes where my character does get to grow some and I get to kind of dig in a little bit more?
1: Yeah, I, I, I like the sprinkling a little bit throughout each episode and continually growing over the course of it you know um but i really you know yeah i I do i prefer long form if possible but you know the movies are great too of course
0: yeah um let's talk about cranberry uh came out this year we all loved it uh we thought it was fantastic uh one of our top ten yeah i believe yes. most of us yeah most of of us.
2: we're we're we are kind of a Nikki Deloach fan club as well yeah, so we if you it. say okay. anything bad about her i mean i just don't know what to yeah. worst experience yeah. ever <laughs> yeah no no that's fair that. <laughs> that's fair you never know
0: um yeah. It was it was a really uh, a a sweet story. We have you know questions about like was it was their marriage really that bad? Yeah, uh, which we can get to. But w- talk about that movie a little bit. Uh, what drew you? Um, what drew oh, you to it, that movie? Stop it! No, like what when you when you got the script? What was your first impression?
1: Uh, and how excited well, were you? Yeah, I was very excited. We were actually, you know, the lockdown was still pretty, was strong here in Toronto back in June still. And we decided on like a Tuesday to let's get out and we loaded up our vehicle and drove across the country to Vancouver. Took our time, stayed in cool hotels, spent time in Banff and and just really enjoyed, you know, the drive with the kids spent maybe a couple weeks driving across, you know, be like you guys drive into like San Francisco kind of thing. Mm. It's, it's a jaunt with kids, you know, and um, I think we were just coming out of Banff. That's why I remember it when I got a call saying that uh, there's this movie Cranberry Christmas that they, they wanted to, to film for, for Hallmark. And my first question always is who's it with and who's directing and then get me the script as soon as possible. And I had, you know, read some other scripts kind of, this this season not that i was attached to yet that were that were good but this one right from page one i was sort of waiting for the shoe to drop and it never did and i just was like this is a mature story of a married couple this is fantastic this is something i haven't done and i haven't really seen uh at hallmark that often i don't know how many times i'm sure it's been done but not to this degree and um and then it was that's kind of how it happened and then uh the offer came in and then I had a call with Nikki not long after that. And just, I was like, this is going to be the best. You know, we just talked about once we got all the COVID stuff out of the way, craft, we approach it the same way. Um, you know, we did this wonderful read through where we sat with, with Linda, uh, with, uh, Linda Lisa Hader, our director and Ryan, our exec producer, we went to LL's house and for two hours, we or maybe three, four hours we were there which I thought was going to be a read of the script, but all we did was talk about intentions in every scene. We didn't oh, even read it hardly. And it was just such a relief to get to do that and, and figure out all the tiny little problems that you don't have time to on set, where you'll just sort of, you know, you'll, you'll draw, you'll be on the drive on the way home, regretting major moments because you just didn't have time to prepare. And that read through really, really helped us hit the ground running. Um, And what was especially important for this movie was that they didn't necessarily have to build, you know, a connection between the two of them because they had it. So it was important for us to, you know, already have that, which just kind of happened naturally. You know, we really got along right out of the gates and just had a lot of fun on set. And that first week was very intense because we both hadn't been back to work yet. Everybody's in the masks. You know, there were very strict protocols but come the second week we were flying and, uh, and it was, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, and it sort of felt like, you know, we had filmed all the dramatic stuff first, which mostly happened at the house. And I think the second day was the drop to the knee and, and the crying and all that oh, kind yeah. of, you know, and, uh, and then we moved to the barn, which felt like a completely different movie. All of a sudden we were in a rom-com and yeah, we were like, is yeah. this working? I feel like we're in two separate <laughs> movies all of a sudden. Uh, we were laughing and fun and it just, it wasn't as, as heavy. Uh, and we were a bit concerned, but we we're like, you know what? Everybody seems to be happy with it. It's working. And um, yeah.
2: I got to ask about the drop. You just said the drop to one knee bit. Um, I said at the time. It's my favorite moment of uh, of a, of a the lead actor for the season um, because you you crushed it. You did a great job with it and it seems very real and raw and and earned. It feels like an earned, so rarely in Hallmark movies do we get what I feel are earned emotional moments from our leads. And then um, Nookie, Nikki took it to another level. level. Yes, yeah. she dropped down on the knee. I thought she was amazing in that scene as well. But my question is more, um, I feel like we got a lot of moments uh, in this season of movies and I don't know how many other ones you watch uh, and I'm not here to put you on the spot uh, but I feel like there there have been the restrictions have been loosened on tears in these movies on like uh, oh this overt uh, you know I- emotive performance that we've I feel like we've seen we've watched 25300 of these movies. I can't remember a declaration of love where someone has actual tears it doesn't happen in these movies and drops to, and like that, that is not something that we, we really have seen before. Uh, Did you feel like it was something that was a new, like you were going to new places for Hallmark. And did you feel like this was something that would not have been allowed on previous movies you worked on, or was this just a product of a good script and a good chemistry? Like which, like, do do you see what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: Good, good script, good chemistry. I mean, you know, that type of emotional connection wouldn't happen if you've only known it. Somebody for not as long a time, right? Like this is this is a a couple that comes with a a years of relationship, so that emotion felt more honest to me than if ever that was in the past, you know, like uh, previous scripts and. You know, I I personally don't approach it going, what does Hallmark want? Well, you know, I kind of leave it to the director and the exec producer behind the monitors to, to tell us what they want. And, you know, there may have been some options without the tears. I don't I don't quite remember, but I know that I was just emotionally connected to that moment and it was the second day of filming. Wow. It was a thousand degrees outside. The mosquitoes <laughs> were horrible. I thought we were in Thailand. It was insane. And you know, you got the coat, the scarf and they started on our coverage. And I remember, I remember it, I, I knew it was a hard scene. I knew it was a hard scene to get to cause there was just a lot going on with the prop and the thing. It was a long scene and getting down onto that knee and it being emotional. Uh, and it just, it just really came naturally. And, and it only it comes most naturally when the actor you're working with is as open and as giving and there was no judgment and she sat there and just listened to what i had to say and it just you know i love nikki and i and i really felt it in that moment and, um i just didn't judge it and, and and it just felt real and yeah when she dropped down to a knee it was it was it was awesome you know? was, that it, was, was that one take
2: was that one take
1: that one was one take yeah wow wow Man. and she yeah,
2: I, I feel like
0: she told us that she surprised she surprised you with it
1: like it wasn't yeah, she a it was yeah there was uh, yeah there was a surprise so we did it once without and then i think she came and dropped or it was something like that but i remember you know she just it wasn't we didn't really do it in the rehearsal and then she did it and it was like you know it was so beautiful and and uh and just so raw and you know like she said it just made sense to get them on the same level you know and also down into this little world this little perfect beautiful little world that they built this moment for themselves before it was interrupted by the kid um
0: (laughs) i love it uh let's take one more quick break uh we'll get to a couple more things do do a rapid fire which everybody's that's what we're known for here what we're known for okay hard-hitting stuff uh we'll be right back here on deck to That one wasn't as good. No, no, no. That that break was less refreshing for me. No, it didn't feel as good. I feel drained. But you know what? That's what we do them, and we we figure out what works what doesn't work, and that one just didn't Back to the drawing board. Back to the drawing board. Um, Ben, I got to know, has there been something, you know, Hallmark... I don't, I don't uh, take them for much uh, uh, improv or doing things that aren't on the scripts. But Nikki, you know, dropping to the knee—it wasn't something that was in the script—and was something that they brought to the table. Is there something that um, in a homework movie that you've kind of brought to the table or improv or something like that that you're especially proud of? That you're like, this was really fun, and I'm, I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty proud of myself.
1: In that movie in particular, or just or- no in any of them. You know, there, there, I mean, I can't think, to be honest, I can't think of any off the top of my head. There are lots of moments in most of them that I, I would say, you know, there, there's a lot of great improvisation in uh, the Chronicle Mysteries because one of my best friends is also in it as well, Dave Collette. And we have, you know, we goof around a lot and do some takes that we know are probably not going to be in, and then that they will put in, and we'll just have fun. And there's been a a lot of funny moments between the two of us, for sure. And then, you know, surely, yeah. And then and then dramatic moments too. You know, like you can improvise, of course, dramatic moments. But there's there have been a lot of, even just blocking. I think oftentimes. we move so fast that we also have to come prepared to uh, help the director out and, and find motivations for for going to certain places in the scene. So there really are multiple in my head. To be honest, uh, to coming up with one is really, really hard. Uh, you guys shoot hallmark movies so quickly and you cover so much ground with this these scripts. It, it, it's different than when you're on uh, maybe even an episode of television where you know they film it over maybe a longer period of time how do you deal with learning your script in that kind of intense kind of situation where you're having to film it that quickly and maybe you're covering so much dialogue in a particular day? How, how do you deal with that? Uh, well, personally, I, I have done a lot of theater. I've done a, a one man play Eric Bogosian's one man play sex, drugs, and rock and roll, which was <laughs> you know, me on stage for an hour and 40 minutes wow. Straight wow. with no intermission playing 12 characters. And it was so much dialogue and <clears throat> when I memorized that, I wrote it out over and over and over again, stacks of paper. So that was how I learned to memorize. So I still do that Hmm. for auditions, for any role. I just write, write them out, writing them out helps me once they're written out once or twice, they're kind of there. And then definitely running them with my scene partner Mm. and pretty much every actor I've ever worked with wants to run lines. And, you know, the, the better, you know, your lines, the better the scene's going to be, you know, if you're, if you're really having to search and go up on your lines, it makes, it makes it much more difficult and it's more fun to play and you can't improvise and have, you know, moments like that knee drop if you're going up and thinking about your lines. So especially on moments, scenes like that, you've got to be, you got to know them uh, every which way is
2: there a show that you've been on that you still watch or watched after you left the show
1: well, I was a huge fan of Suits. Oh, yeah, you were on five episodes of Suits, Yeah, right? so, so to, to get the opportunity, and I had auditioned for it a bunch. And in fact, it was one of those series I remember when it started airing and there were posters everywhere here in Toronto. It was like, two guys in suits. And I remember thinking, like, I don't think I w- would want to watch that show. But I knew that they were filming it here, so I was like, I should watch it just to see because eventually I'll, I'll bet I'll have an audition for it. And I was like, this show is hilarious and great and beautifully shot. And we became big fans of the show, my wife and I. So once I started auditioning for it, it was really exciting. And I auditioned many times before I got the role that I did. And uh, yeah, I watched it till the end. Um, so it was it was cool to, it was very it was great to get to be on on a series like that. Love it. Um,
0: I, I got one more, and then I think we'll do a, a rapid fire. Um, I, uh, Cranberry Christmas, uh, just going back to it really quickly um, is, you know, like you said, it's a little bit more serious is dealing with something different. Uh, whereas your, you know, traditional Hallmark movie is, you know, more light. It's, you know, what not, the stakes are not super high. Um, what was it? Was it, was it a little bit more challenging, um, for, for just in general doing Cranberry Christmas as a, as you know, Let's compare it to Blue Ridge Mountain where the stakes aren't super high. Does it take, does it feel any weightier or does it feel any different? Do you, do you approach it differently when the, when the context of the movie is a little bit more serious like it is in Cranberry, where it's about a married couple who
1: are on the rocks? No, I think it's approached the same. I mean, really the amount of time between action and cut is quite small in the course of a full day. Uh Uh-huh. So when I think back on the experience of a movie, my experience is the three weeks of not necessarily what's happening between action and cut. It's the development of relationships between the actors and the crew and, and just being on set. So that doesn't change. That's a good time. And that's just tends to be the experience of most Hallmark movies. They tend to match up great people. It's always fun. And I mean, those specific moments, you know, if your homework is done beforehand, you don't need to fret too much about them when, when they're, when they come up, you know, I would like to do more of the, you know, I actually watched, uh, the one I did watch this year was Paul Campbell's cause yeah. Paul and I are buddies and I was like, send me a link. I want to watch yours. And, uh, you know, his, I said, Dude, yours is like suits. You should be on suits. I feel <laughs> like you literally walked off the sets, suits set, su- yeah. suit set and, and, and here you are. And, you know, and he wrote that and it was fun, great banter and more comedy. And, uh, I'm going to try this year to maybe do more of the, uh, some of the lighter comedic stuff. Yeah. Want.
2: How great would it be for the Chronicles mysteries to have Paul Campbell as a serial killer?
1: How? Yeah, well, that would be great. I'm going to try to get that into the next one. Actually. Come on. <laughs> that, would that would be, be awesome. Fun.
2: Oh, my goodness.
1: The, do the, you guys watch the mysteries as well? Have we do occasionally. The, the only, yeah. We've not
2: seen any of yours. We saw mm-hmm. an Aurora Tea Garden, which I gr- regret immediately. Uh, we saw, we've seen all the crosswords, but that's because Chris Palaha. Now all, all the mysteries, them. all the mystery 101s. No, not the crosswords, the mystery 101s. No, mystery 101s. Yeah. Mystery 101 with Palaha in them. We've seen all of those. And yeah. then we've seen, we've seen Martha some vineyard. One yeah. Martha's Vineyard, one, two, Crosswords. We've seen a, a handful of them.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll send you one of ours, one that I think is the best that you have to Okay. All right. We'll do it. Done. We're in. Okay, We're
0: yeah. in. Uh, let's do rapid fire. Rapid fire. Yeah. We each get to ask you three questions uh, about anything and you have to answer it as honestly as you possibly can. Um, quickly if you can, but listen, it's really more about the fire than it is the rapid. Mm-hmm. I think, isn't that
1: yeah, true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dan? Ice, cream. Ice cream, pizza, Pink Floyd. Next. I love it. Wow. Oh, wow. Jim, How'd you know? Pink
2: Floyd. So good. Your most memorable or favorite movie you've ever seen in the theater?
1: Wow. Uh, Mulholland Drive. Okay, David Lynch, I hear yeah. that. I'm a big David Lynch fan, and that movie affected me for some oh. time afterwards. Like anything he does, it's but bonkers. that one was... Yeah, bonkers, yeah. 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 Uh, best advice you've ever been given? Wow. wow advice. Best advice I've ever been given. Know, uh, what
2: are you trying to do over here? Yeah, no. follow your heart. Uh, <laughs> 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 if people are yelling Titanic, it's because <laughs> Leo's there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it has nothing to do with Billy Zane. Yeah, I would
1: say the best advice is... Do, no. Uh, I don't know, man. Honestly... Uh, I don't think anybody has given me advice that's made me the only thing I try to do, which is something my my mother will tell me all the time, is, is do your best to remain positive and be nice to people. Mm, you Love that. Um,
0: are you a New Year's resolution guy? And if so, what's your what's your resolution?
1: Yeah, I always have. I mean, I try not to write them out because then it makes it like I have to, and then, and then I fail if I don't do it. But I'm also like uh, every Monday starts a new a new thing for me. So like, uh-huh. I'm big on schedules. Okay. I'm th- yeah. th- th- Thursday, Friday, everything kind of falls apart. Monday, everything kind of gets reset. So... <sighs> This year I'm taking it easy, man. This has been a weird year uh, for everybody. So I'm not putting too much pressure on, on myself, my family or anybody, but you know, I'm going to try to, try to, try to remain, remain, uh, as present as I can for my family and, uh, and, and positive and, and, and have fun. Cause it's actually been, it's been great being home with the kids all this time. Yeah. Awesome.
0: I think that's true. The schedule thing is true of any parent. It's mm-hmm. like, you start the week and you're like, we're, this this is the week. we're this is getting we're at everything tried, is in order. Yeah. And then come weekend, it's just like, just yeah. put well, on a movie and much, hope for the best.
1: Well, and we used to be big on like movies only happen on the weekends. Yeah. So yep. Try to have these structure because then the day would get away on you and then they're not going to bed till 10. And for the last three weeks, it's been a movie every single night. And yeah. it's been awesome. Christmas and we've just break. Been enjoying man. movie nights. It's yeah. been great. It's yeah. Christmas break. That's right. What, uh,
2: who's your dream director to work for?
1: I think we already. David no, it's Lynch. not David Lynch. Somebody else. Ooh, that'd be hard because I really want to work with with uh, with David Lynch. So that's just who I'm going to say. Oh, that, that's man. my dream, and I think about it all the time. Um, I think about getting to to work with somebody who. Has a script, an idea, but also throws it out the window to go to his trailer to meditate and then come out and have this idea like, no, instead you need to go behind that tree and put a light bulb in your mouth. And I'm just like, yes, and trust somebody (laughs) like that to make the beautiful art.
2: And auteur. I like it. Uh, Secret talent that you have?
1: Uh, Well, some things I picked up over the the break. Um, I learned to solve the Rubik's Cube. Nice. Well, there you go. Uh, that's like a fun little one. Uh, learn to roll a coin on my finger. Just some boring stuff. Uh, I like when you
0: learn to uh, to do a Rubik's cube. Like the, the the like the steps to starting. Like, does that take the fun? This isn't my question. Does it take the fun out of it though? Like, I know, like
1: I know I can do it, and so is it is it fun? Well, no, it, it bugged me that I never knew how to do it. Yeah. And that now you can just go online and figure out how to do it. And yes, it's just an algorithm that you yeah. just sort of like, you know, I've, I've begun playing more chess again. My daughter is really big into it. And, and she takes these chess classes online and I just sit in to listen to them. And as you know... It's just memorizing algorithms. Uh, And the better your memorization is, the better chess player you are. Um, So my memorization is not that awesome, uh, partly due to, as I mentioned before, you know, head injury, comas and such like that. But I'm able for short-term memory, but long-term strategic stuff can, can get difficult. So I, I do like to play as much chess as I can and do things like that to, to kind of keep sharp. I'm uh-huh. sick
0: of you using your coma as a crutch. Oh, it's annoying, dude. Get over it. Like, big whoop, you were asleep. We've yeah. all been there. Uh, I'm sure
2: you blame that on the Superman shirt. That's right. <laughs> I wouldn't have done this if it wasn't for the coma. <laughs> uh, last
0: meal. If you could choose your last meal, uh, what would it be?
1: Uh, nice big medium rare steak yeah yeah pizza glass wine
0: oh both together You d-
2: double up on the on, the on the I, I like that this guy. i like that yeah. who needs to side that's you know? right double oh, up entrees right. up up entree. do sides potatoes forget life. it um yeah. what is a thing in the united states food drink something that is readily available uh that is tough to find in canada that you really really like
1: oh that's sorry say it again that's
2: like is, what is there something What what is in the united states that you wish was more readily available in canada is there anything or what uh, does canada make better than the united you know, states i'll
1: tell you what i love from um, what i really miss from la are the uh, street tacos yeah. taco trucks yeah. just the best man we would go we go there all the time kind of mm. live in taco truck so yeah. i would love there to be one quite near my house yeah, mm.
2: that sounds great best restaurant you've ever
1: eaten at. Um, Nobu Sushi, probably Malibu. Yeah,
2: mm. we hear the Nobu Sushi quite often. All about Nobu. No.
0: All about Nobu. Yeah. That's right. Um, I'll do one more. You got some musical instruments around you. You got a little toy piano. You got the, the guitar. You got the, you got the guitar. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I imagine you're, you're, you like the music. So if you, uh, I'm going to steal one of Panda's favorite questions. Uh, you're in a road trip with three musicians.
1: They're singing all the music. They're
0: singing all the songs right. that you want to sing. You're in a road trip with them. What three musicians are you taking with you?
1: Well I'm really getting into and I used to some a long time ago, but uh, John Prine, I think he'd be fun to be out with singing those songs and making up our stories as we go along. Um, Neil Young, of course, sure. Um, and then probably Bob Marley would be all yeah, all nice, right. with us.
0: To break up the you know the singer songwriter, you got to get the Bob Marley. Yeah, yeah. I feel like like
1: that's a little. uh, Probably Janis Joplin. I maybe maybe I'm gonna trade out Janis for Neil. Okay. Mm. Wow.
0: Yeah. Mm, That's bold. Bold. All the all the all the uh, the Neil heads out there are gonna get Neil heads
2: are gonna get just furious about this. Janis, get out of here.
0: Ben, (laughs) how can people find you on the internets and the socials and stuff like that if they want to follow you along?
1: Uh, uh, Benjamin Ayers, That's wherever I'm at.
0: Yeah. it's oh, my I, name. I imagine it's, you know, an Instagram. You big on TikTok? You big TikTok guy?
2: No,
1: don't do TikTok. I'm on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. It's uh, a fun follow, too. Page. It's a
2: fun social media follow.
1: TikTok? No, you. No. Benjamin Ayers. Oh. oh, well, thanks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: No.
0: Uh, I loved your uh, the video setting up to uh, Cranberry Christmas on Halloween. It was just, I mean.
1: Great stuff. What it's can you do? It's fun to make the content. I had no idea. I, it, I was shocked we were airing on Halloween and <laughs> also didn't realize... 40 Christmas movies. Like yeah. that's that's a lot of movies for a network to make for an entire year. Yeah. Uh, you guys probably know the number. Like how many movies well, they does were down, Hallmark make in a year?
2: In 2019, they made 118 or it's 120. 19, yeah. yeah. For the year. Last year, they wow. were strapped a little bit. Cause yeah, because of, of COVID, they used a lot of old ones and yeah. they acquired some.
1: Which makes sense too. Like you just kind of re-air some of the old ones. But I mean, I love that they just keep making. You know, it's 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 impressive. Listen, if
0: you're not watching a a Christmas movie on Halloween, what 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 are are you you doing? doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? (laughs) Well, like you, you
1: go out, you do your trick
0: or treats, you come back. That's exactly right. right. Uh, Ben, we love you. Uh, Thanks for coming on. Uh, We'll have you back on soon. And until then, I know it's only January, but may we be the first to wish you a
1: Merry Christmas. Christmas. Happy New Year. <laughs> Décor- <laughs> no, that's one Home way. This Bramble Jam
2: podcast. It's produced by Brandon Gray and presented by Friendly TV. Our lovely set is decorated by Plum Home Decor. You can check them out at plumonmain.com. For more information on Bramble Jam podcast, go to bramblejampodcast.com. And to hear every Bramble Jam podcast ad-free, go to bramblejamplus.com.